Blog Talk Radio. My producer slam, my flow is like, bam, jump on stage, up in a dip, nigga, everybody gets, cause you can't bust this. You got a bad name like dick butt kiss. Welcome to the next level of rhyme flowing, scratching, hooking up beats and hoe catching. Every time I come home, I got 50 messages. I only call back the girls with big, big breasts. Oh, I got biddies in all the major cities. The safest way to have sex is right between us. Excuse me as I kiss the sky. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balfman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Hey, thanks a lot, Rob. Happy belated Thanksgiving to you. Hello, everybody listening uh, to the show tonight. Welcome. It's the November 28th episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. And we are live from the Papa John Studios. Support for the show is also provided in part by Butterball, who wants to remind you that you can always make any day a holiday with a Butterball turkey. Happy Thanksgiving to all high-stakes fantasy football players from everyone at Butterball. Greetings and salutations to all the bulkaholics and Grzakonatics listening in the chat and around the world. I am your host, the slightly above-average Eric Balkman, and my co-host is, as always, the original Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, we're going to share our thoughts on what team Ray Rice could land on, plus which Cardinals receiver is the one that is most startable in Week 13 FFPC Championship games. That's right, it's FFPC Championship Week. Very exciting time. We know that uh, many of you have uh, some lineup decisions that need to be made. we got some emails to get to later on in the program, but you guys want to throw any of them out in the chat room that you're pondering, we'll do our best to uh, help, uh, help you get through it tonight. Dave, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, it was great. I, I cooked turkey for the first time. Ever? Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was the first time in a long time. I didn't realize it was the first cur- turkey you've ever cooked. That I've ever... I mean, we had... A number of years ago, we did one from Williams-Sonoma. Mm-hmm. The only problem, it came out perfectly, except um, it was upside down. This year? I, I cooked it upside down. But it was. It still tasted normal. It, does that really affect it all that much? I, I was really pissed. Well, at, I mean, who, time. who cares? The real Leroy, uh, I, I understand, had uh, dinner with you. What did he think? Yeah, you know, he was he was, he thought it was good. I don't know, it actually it tasted fine. It was very moist, obviously, since it was at the bottom. You'll, it's like, I don't know, it's just it's embarrassing. You'll totally agree with me on this. I blame my wife partially, too, though, because she was right there. And, and she, she watched you do she, it? She didn't know yeah. it. Um, I'll tell you this, though. You'll agree with me. Toughest food critic we know, Ooh. the real Leroy. <laughs> That's true, actually. You in know? restaurants, he'll send back hash browns that aren't crispy enough. Yeah, he's like the Gordon Ramsay of Northeast Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you guys might have in there. Uh, at Twitter is uh, at HSFFO or at Eric Balkman at David Gerzak. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the high stakes fantasy football hour. Give us a buzz tonight if you want to call in and chat with us. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. Our producer and mutual friend is Rob. Our audio engineer is Bryce. And they are monitoring the FedEx inbox at highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com tonight. Pipe in those emails. They'll get them to us on the show. Uh, so let's, without further ado, uh, talk about th- the Thanksgiving Day games yesterday, Dave. Oh, how was your Thanksgiving? I didn't even ask. Uh, it, I was so self-centered about my upside-down turkey. I was violently ill on Wednesday, so I didn't overeat on Thursday, which was probably good because I usually do. Um, and uh, the rest of the day was actually pretty, you know, normal. <laughs> I, I debuted a new pair of pants. <laughs> That I hadn't worn yet. Were they khakis? They were like uh, slim fit, like blue khakis. No, they're like, no, no, they're slim fit. But they were, uh, you know, the tapered ones at the bottom. His are the baggy pleat. Yeah, those are just (laughs) the dad khakis, as it were. Um, Yeah, so uh, I felt good in my new pants. I got to see some people I I hadn't seen in a while. My, um, My son got to hang out with a bunch of people. On his mother's side of the family, that he rarely gets to see, and he had a great time. So all in all, it was a good day, and a good day of football too. I mean, yeah. we we pimped up these games last week, you know, talking about how good they're going to be, and you know, again, maybe none of them came down to the wire, but still entertaining to watch, especially from fantasy purposes. It all kicked off 
on uh, at noon Eastern on uh, Thursday with the Lions defeating the Bears 34 to 17. You look at this game, Dave, and uh, just really the only thing to talk about to me on the Bears side. I mean, obviously, if you start him out, tell us Bennett eight for 109. You're really happy about that. But you look at a Jay Cutler's line: 280 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, um, negative one yards rushing. I'll say this about Cutler: a lot of people like to rip him from an NFL uh, standpoint as far as what he does for the Bears. For fantasy, I, I'm, I, I like a quarterback like this. I like a gunslinger mm-hmm. with weapons on a team with a bad defense. That is usually three good things for a fantasy quarterback. And honestly, if Jay Cutler's my number one quarterback the rest of the way, I should really look at the Bears' schedule before I say this. I, I'm probably starting him without a whole lot of qualms. I mean, he, I, I don't know how well, many I mean, train wreck games he's had this year, but it, it can't be too many. You know, the thing is, in the playoffs now, you're running into the teams that have, like, Rodgers and Brady. and you're running into some Are you teams. running into those teams? Hey, yeah, you are running into those teams. Do the, the, you think a lot of Rodgers teams made the playoffs, given what they had to give up to get them? Yeah. Really? I mean, he's done great. Why yeah, he's done, he's done very good, but I'll tell you, okay. How many Cutler teams have made the playoffs? I, I don't know, cause, because if you waited on Cutler, maybe you stacked your team elsewhere. But and Cutler hasn't been crushing it. I mean, Rodgers has been crushing it on, on occasion. Rodgers has, but you had to pay a premium to get him, is my point. Not always. Uh, I mean, fifth round sometimes. Okay, so I'll tell you this right now. I had Aaron Rodgers on one team this year, and to your point, it made the playoffs. And so and I had Rodgers on my alpha male team in Kentucky, and it's in the championship game. And it is against Kimra. My team, going to get destroyed. Well, with I got, Ro- I I got mean, lucky with some guys yesterday. Well, okay, but this is this is the other thing is I got lucky off the waiver wire with a bunch of guys in this that's league. That's not luck. That's managing your team. Okay, that's well then luck. I did good There's on the waiver wire. I got a lot of good running backs to get this year on the waiver wire. And I got them, but I, my number two and number three receivers the rest of the way, Eric Decker and Kenny Stills. Well, <laughs> that's And that's it's just problem. terrible. Anyway, Bears schedule the rest of the way. They have the Cowboys next Thursday, then the Saints, then the Lions, and then at Minnesota. I mean – with the exception, with the exception, well, I mean, even still, like even when you get Detroit at home, you'd think if Detroit gets out to a league, Cutler's going to be thrown to bring them back there. The Minnesota game, I think, worries me a little bit, but I mean, the Cowboys have a the Cowboys have a decent uh, pass defense. The Lions have a great defensive line, so they can rush the passer. They're disruptive, and then at uh, the Vikings, that, is that Week 17 though? Um, that week no, six? that's Week 16. Okay, Wait, hold on. Uh, so this is Week 14, 15, 16. Okay, yeah. So, so Vikings, Cowboys, Saints, Lions. So the so Vikings. I mean, the Saints game is a good game, but the rest of them. Eh. I mean, they could turn into shootouts. I, I guess you know, it's not like they're terrible, but I'm just saying, you know, right. it's not not great. Uh, let's shift over to the Lions side here. Joyke Bell, 91 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. He also caught two passes for 16 yards. I look at. Uh, Joyke Bell going forward, and and I feel really good about him the rest of the year, regardless of when Reggie Bush, if he ever does come back. Uh, I'm still starting Bell and, and feeling pretty good about it. I know the he's Bears are train wreck. He's, I mean, they said that in the chat room. He's a little hit or miss. Joyke Bell? Yeah. I, mean, I no, missed it. Matt okay. Mint said that. Um, I mean, he, that that is true. But, I mean, when you're looking at your team right now, and if you if you stacked at, if you stacked your team at wide receiver and tight end, which I know a lot of high-stakes players like to do, and kind of punted on that second running back, I think Joyke Bell is a guy that you can feel pretty good about going yeah, the, the rest agree. of the way. I'll take that. Uh, final point I want to make about this Lions game. Calvin's back, baby. Calvin's Calvin. back. Okay. <laughs> now, obviously you're playing him. But here's the interesting thing. A lot of people were nervous about Golden Tate. At least they expressed to me like, oh, I'm bulky. I don't know what's going to happen when Calvin comes back. I don't know if I can trust Golden Tate. I don't people know what's going to happen. on the street. They're walking, walking around. No, walking around well, yeah. I mean, like I get recognized from time to time. Um, and, uh, at the bakery. Hey, I, Eric Balkman. Eric Balkman? Yeah, the Eric Balkman? The Eric Balkman. What do you think of Golden Tate? What happened where, where I some, – somebody actually said that to me. You're the Eric Balkman? Where I thought it was at, at FFPC Maine. Didn't you say that? Was it, I can't remember where it was, but somebody's like, wow, you're the Eric Balkman. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I will <laughs> sign autographs, no problem, if you ever see me in public. Anyway, Golden Tate, 8 for 89. To pay restaurant. Uh, the, <laughs> 8 for 89 for Golden Tate. You feel good about starting him now, too. I mean, even mm-hmm. with Calvin. He, I, and the thing is, I think next year he's going to be uh, drafted much higher, obviously, given that he's shown that he can still excel with Calvin Johnson in the lineup next to him, having a big game, by the way. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, off, I mean, Tate's been great all year, and uh, he looked really good. I have no qualms at all with Golden Tate next year. Anything else on the Lions Bears? No. Let's move on and talk Eagles Cowboys. Philadelphia defeats Dallas on the road 33 to 10. I don't know what happened, man, that's to a, those. That's a statement game right there, man. Oh, yeah, and you know what's funny is I don't believe it's this week. I think it's next week, um, week 15, the Cowboys go to Philadelphia 
to right. visit the Eagles, which is going to be another great game because you say, well, you know, Philly's going to roll them. I don't, opposite, yeah. I don't know. You know, the NFC East, you never know, especially when you're talking about the Dallas pass catchers yesterday. So it does Bryant four for 73. You probably weren't in love with that, but it's not like it was a train wreck game. It's awful. Um, it wasn't awful. Uh, Cole Beasley, four for 41. If Beasley, you baby. if you had to play Beasley, you had to be happy about that. And then uh, you look at the rest of it. Terrence Williams, two for 38. Jason Witten, one for eight. What the hell, man? Witten, he has fallen off. Is he done? He's done. Who's, dra- who's, who's the higher drafted Dallas tight end next year, Jason Witten or Gavin Escobar? If Witten's back, I mean, it still might be Escobar. I don't know. Do I don't you- even know if Witten's – I mean, what – I don't know. I guess we'll see if he comes back. But he's, he's terrible. Who, who would you give a better shot of start? Uh, you know, knowing what we know now, who is the better shot of starting for his team next year? Ladarius Green for the Chargers or Gavin Escobar for the Cowboys? That's a really great question. I'm not really. And sure that's why I'm posing it to the Dizzle. I don't know if I know the answer to that. I yet. think I would say Green right now, but man, I don't know after last yesterday's game. It's not like Escobar lit it up. I mean, he didn't get any catches. But yeah, yeah Escobar really hasn't shown a whole lot. And Witten was so ticked off on the sideline. Did you see that during? Yeah. The, he was always yelling at somebody. Yeah, he was. It was like he was doing a Des Bryant imitation for the entire yeah. game. And it's like he wasn't doing anything. No, it, it was so so bizarre to see. Very frustrating to see if you started those Cowboys. I know I got burned by Witten in the league. Demarco still produced though twenty three point three points. Right? It, listen, man, matchup proof. I don't, you know, yeah. even if he's not, and it's not like he he is the centerpiece of that offense. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Seventy three yards and a touchdown on the ground. Six catches for forty yards. It, through the year, I mean, what can you say about Murray? Great. You were making a great point last night about all the free agent running backs that could be out there. Yeah, DeMarco's, from what I'm understanding, he's an unrestricted free agent. Right. Ray Rice is out there right now. Yep. We'll see. Um, Adrian Peterson is probably likely to be out there. Correct. Who's the other one? Uh, Lynch. Ingram and Lynch. Yeah. Lynch. If Lynch gets cut, and then Ingram is another guy who's going to be out there. So, I mean, that's crazy. And then you have all those rookie running backs coming in. Some of the highly talented guys like Melvin Gordon and Gurley are coming up, and Gurley's got the ACL, but still. All right, so here's the fantasy analysis part of it. You have all these great rookie running backs coming in, what we think are going to be very good rookie running backs coming in. You have all these free agent running backs potentially switching teams. We don't know. Does this affect how running backs are drafted in high-stakes leagues next year? Are we going to see them pushed back up because they fell this year and receivers and tight ends sort of gotten taken over a, a lot of the running backs? Or are we going to see, like, look, it, it, it's still the NFL. These are still RBBCs for the most part for most of these teams, and they're going to be as volatile as they ever were. I think, you know, I think the feature backs that did well this year, I think Le'Veon Bell, Murray, uh, McCoy's coming back, uh, Charles. I mean, the guys that are true centerpieces to their offense, I said that earlier, but, you know, like Jamal Charles, I mean, that guy, he, he is the offense. So mm-hmm. it's like that, a player like that is well deserves a first-round grade. So I think those guys will go in the first. Now, there are other ones, uh, like the Geos, are going to fall off. And I think some of the guys that switch teams, because of the uncertainty, you're going to see them fall into the second and third round. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch. And um, uh, a point in the chat room, uh, Mint predicting Adrian Peterson to Indianapolis. Just watch. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that'd be interesting. Andrew Luck, Adrian Peterson, T.Y. Hilton, yeah. Kobe Fleener. <laughs> The defenders in Indianapolis. Uh, Anyway, Uh, the other thing I want to say is um, Jeremy Macklin in this game, eight for a buck 08, Dave. He looked really good again. He's a free agent uh, after this year, too. I look at a guy like him next year. If he goes somewhere and signs a big uh, free agent deal, I think he might get a little bit overdrafted because people are going to be drafting the Chip Kelly numbers rather than the 2015 numbers. That's possible. I mean, the Chip Kelly offense, it's so... It's so different and unique because they run such volume. I think that people might realize that and kind of, you know, lower them a little bit. Yeah. I think they might actually account for it properly. I'm going to give drafters credit already. All right. Well, I'll tell you this. I was I – think, I think a lot of people were on board with, like, oh, Decker's not going to be what, what he was uh, in 2013 when he signed the free agent deal with the Jets. Um, to me, that was clear. But I, I still hated on him a little bit more. I think we, we I made like, a, I like Decker more than you. Yeah. Decker has, not to make too many excuses, but he's been dinged up. But the quarterback, the hamstring, play, yeah. quarterback play has been about as bad as one could have expected. So, I mean, you could have said, he's one of this just god-awful quarterback, you know, that, that's why he's going to be bad. Yeah. You'd, you'd be right there. And and uh, he had not one but two god-awful quarterbacks throwing <laughs> to him this year. So, really uh, unfortunate there. Shall we move on to the Seahawks-Niners? Sure. All right. Seahawks defeat the San Francisco 49ers at Levi's Stadium 19-3. to They shall, I mean, they just destroyed them. Destroyed them. And because they destroyed them, because it was a destruction, Dave, is the Seahawks' defense 
from 2013 back for the remainder of 2014 because they sure looked as dominant last night as they did most of last season. I think so. I think, you know, they, they had overcome some injury concerns, and I think they're in their mojo back. I think, you know, for them, because they, they won the time around, there was the Super Bowl hangover. I can last a good half season where it's like, all right, now it's time to quit farting around and get serious yeah. and, and, and start taking people to town. Great teams can do that. Yeah. They just they have the on-off switch. Sure, man. That's so great. The, uh, the great Florida State Seminoles, of course. <laughs> Don't try until the second half of games. They're still undefeated <laughs> somehow. Florida I don't know. State, that's insane. You know, a two-packer who's also a Florida State fan always texts me uh, after the game, and he's like, woo, another great game to watch. And I'm like, I didn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> you know, I liked the, the result. The journey was not fun at all. Um, yeah, do you want to say anything about Richard Sherman? I think that guy gets enough airtime as it is. He does. I mean, it's deserved. He's great. I mean, when you, of course, what the first I don't thing, wanna, I don't, it was just thrown right to him. It was like... He just turned around. Well, and yeah, I, I I will say this: the dude, I don't know what he does, and, and he's certainly young and athletic enough to still do this. It seems like he just keeps the receiver in his periphery rather than look right at him, mm-hmm. and he's just looking at what the quarterback does. He's a peeker. He's not even a peeker. He's a glare. <laughs> and I mean, like to like, me, like night at the Roxbury glare. Like, totally. Like, yeah. Like like love. perverted, like <laughs> way too long of a what's look. Up? What's up? What's yeah. Up? Um, to me, I look at what he did against Kaepernick last night, knowing what's, what type of quarterback Kaepernick is and, and how he plays. And the how does Sherman not pick him off twice every single time they play? Yeah, Kaepernick is so bad. Oh. Do you think he's the starter next year in San Francisco? I don't know. I mean, he's rough. I mean, if Har- if they let Harbaugh go. It, I, I just traded for Kaepernick in a dynasty league, and I actually realizing that I may still cut him anyway. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, you, need to, you need to be able to keep it. more in a dynasty league if you're going to consider cutting Kaepernick. Well, I can only keep 16 players in that particular league. What kind of crappy format is that? I, I, I mean, How many do you okay. get, get to right, keep an FFPC dynasty? Here's a question. So, okay, keep two quarterbacks. Tannehill, Kaepernick, Bortles. Keep two. Dynasty. Are you looking to make a splash next year? <laughs> what does make a splash mean? Win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking to win every year. Yeah, get rid I mean, of Bortles. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of rebuilding a little bit. I mean, I guess we'll see if Kaepernick's starting, but yeah, I, I don't know. You just don't get much more accurate. You know, as the years go by, you don't all of a sudden get accurate. I'd like to know if there was a study. Perhaps our good friends at Rotoviz have something on that about quarterback accuracy with you know years accrued in the NFL. I think that'd be an interesting thing to look at. I mean, I, okay, I can understand maybe he'll get a few points, you know, a few points better, but I mean. He's not going to go from like wherever he is now in the fifties into right. the high sixties. Like, you could be in the high six, you know, the sixties and get to sixty-seven, sixty-eight. It's just not happening for that guy. To get back to my uh, to my final point, Dave, or my my point on the Seattle defense. If you do um, have the Seattle defense, are you carrying a second defense the rest of the way? You're looking at the at the Eagles uh, at home against the Niners and Kaepernick again. Oh my God, what a train wreck that could be for uh, the Forty Niners, and then at Arizona. Um, Would you play them all three weeks? You know, now, because of what they did last night, you know, I know it's a little bit reactionary, but I probably would, actually. Mm-hmm. I'd probably play them. But, I mean, normally I've been, tra- I've been running with two defenses almost all the time. Even yeah, if I have Seattle. I'll tell you this, I though. I like having a second one. Two extra days for the Seahawks to prepare for Mark Sanchez next week. I like that. <laughs> I like playing Kaepernick the next week, and then the dessert at Drew Stanton in oh, Week 16. Man. I'm telling you, I'd play him the rest of the way. Carry one defense. Uh, the rest of the way, if you if you own Seattle, yeah. I, it's easy to say no in retrospect. And that is what we're talking about. You know what's great though about the Sanchez matchup <laughs> right. with Seattle? Yeah, is I have the bye week in Carrington, so Sanchez be my only quarterback. It doesn't. I cannot. So this is insane to I've me that you up would. The bye week. Well, of course, in Carrington, the waivers don't lock there, so you could pick up another quarterback if you need it. But yeah, that's. I'll tell you what, Very if you happy. win that league with Mark Sanchez as a quarterback, that's oh, yeah, baby. that is something to tell the grandkids, my friend. <laughs> no problem. Uh, final point on the Seahawks-Niners game. Are you trusting any of the Niners uh, the rest of the way? Gore and Hyde were both bad. Kaepernick was, was really bad. Bold and underwhelmed. VD was bad. You got VD's nothing been, for VD's been too. And he's been bad. Crabtree Crab got you. I mean, there's nothing there. Literally nobody had a good game for San Francisco last night. I think you throw that game out. I think if you were playing Gore, you play him again. And I think Bolden, I mean... Going into last week, he was the number 13 wide receiver overall. Right. We touted Bolden in the preseason. He's been performing. He had a rough matchup, bad week. His quarterback sucked. Former Seminole. Throw him right back in next week. Yeah. He'll be fine. I hope, I hope I mean, you're he right. he crushed it the week before. A seven for 150 and a touchdown. I'm trying to think who the, uh, 
who the Niners have well, next Holden week. Holden has been one of the biggest steals in in wide receivers wide receivers for this year, I think. Yeah, the Niners actually next week are at Oakland. He's, so, a, he's a new Heinz Ward, baby. Yeah. So it's too bad he doesn't have a good matchup next week, Dave. <laughs> Just going to have to go against DJ Hayden and those uh, right. lovely Raider defenders. All right, so uh, anything else to say about the Thanksgiving Day games? I think uh, we can move on. Nope. Uh, Arizona has listed Larry Fitzgerald as questionable and limited in uh, today's practice. They are calling him a game-time decision uh, for this week's game. This is uh, according to azcardinals.com. The, uh, the reporters actually didn't see Larry Fitzgerald on the practice field to uh, to open the practice, uh, so they assumed he didn't participate. Uh, but the Cardinals later came out and said, no, no, he did. He was out there. Um, <laughs> Trust us. Bruce Arian said if he goes, he goes. Uh, Fitzgerald would will not be limited if he is active. Okay, so that's who, a, who are they playing again? Uh, Atlanta. Uh, the only reason he would play is because he can play, is what Arian said. He's progressing nicely off his MCL sprain. It is a uh, four o'clock game, Dave. So you got some issues here with uh, with Larry Fitzgerald. If he's active, are you playing him against Atlanta? Um, I would consider playing him if I had, you know, if I, that's the guy I would normally start. Yeah. See, I think I would. Yeah, I, I would. just. I, 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 that's I, what I said I would. Oh, you I, said I, you would consider playing him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Again, yes, I would. I wouldn't play him totally as normal, but I would consider right. playing him. Um. And uh, if he, well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's save the rest uh, because obviously, if he's inactive, you're not playing. Do we have a would you rather. We have an email coming up later on that uh, right. with the with the Cardinals. So we'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, Ray Rice, Dave, won his appeal. He will be reinstated today. That's according to Rand Getlin on yeah. Twitter. I wonder if he and his wife are at a casino celebrating right now. <laughs> you know that is such an insensitive <laughs> joke. Um, hey, you want to go shake some dice, baby? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can let's you go, can you let's go back? I mean, to just the, honestly, let's okay. To, let's go back to Borgata. Let's let's let's, go. let's say he does get signed by would, somebody. Would it be great if he, if Camp News came out to you and he's like Ray Rice and his wife were spotted at Borgata. Yeah. I mean, just just and that's can you imagine the PR nightmare there? <laughs> That'd it, be great. Oh my God! They took the stairs. Now the casino that he punched her out at was yeah they took this stairs. It's funny. Um, the casino that he that the incident took place at that's closed now, right? It wasn't at Borgata. It was at one of the dumpier ones. Yeah, I don't think it was a good casino. I mean, the only good one there is uh, Borgata. Right? See, I thought it was one that that had since closed. Well, that's Maybe because right, they closed because of that, that's why the security tapes got access by yeah. some former employee. Well, allegedly. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, so uh, we don't know who he's going to sign with. You're talking about if if somebody wants to sign him, they're taking a 27 year old guy who let's, turns. Let's ask the chat room. Do you, chat room, do you guys think Ray Rice gets signed this year? Yes or no? All right. So yeah, we'll take an informal poll. Yeah. And we'll read some of your results on air. <laughs> but anyway, he turns 28 in January. Obviously, there's a there's going to be a PR situation to be dealt with if you are the team uh, that signs him. And it's not like he was on top of the world, athletically speaking, in his last season Dave he was not good uh, at all um, so I you know I don't know what happens I don't know if it's necessarily relevant because if he does get signed by a team I, I don't know if he's a guy that we need to be concerned with for fantasy until he proves otherwise well the chat room is unanimous 98 to 0 uh, you know, we have so many people in the chat room. Right. That no, he's not uh, getting. Signed. No, he's not getting signed for the rest of the year. Yeah. What well, if I was to ask you the percentage chance that he gets signed before week one of, uh, before week two of the 2015 season? What percentage chance would you give it? Uh, Seventy. I put it at sixty. Yeah. So I mean, we're we're pretty close. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we got no fives on that. Do you know what they say about great minds? Um, there's not two of them on this show. <laughs> They're rare. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, but I totally agree with the chat. I, I don't think he gets signed the rest of the way. I know a lot of people are talking about Indy and and um, well, and then like in our little group text today, uh, two Packer said, "Oh, who signs Ray Rice?" And I was just messing around. I'm like, "Oh, the Jets, the Raiders," you know. And then people were like, "Like I think you were like, oh, Denver." <laughs> yeah, you said seriously, like, "Oh, Denver." I'm like, "Oh, getting serious with this." And then I said, "New England," because New England. Pretty much if you're a troubled running back somewhere or a disgruntled player anywhere, New England will take you on if you have some sort of marketable skill they can exploit on the field. Yeah. Corey Dillon, Randy Moss, LeGarrette Blount, the list goes on and on. That's you know, that's what's great about Belichick. It's like they can he can sign him and no one I mean the reporters will ask a few cursory questions and be like, Oh yeah, he's talented. Yeah. You know, like that's all you know, he you know, he paid his dues, he's a good player. 
Did you, did you see the when somebody asked him this week about, uh, hey, well, can you talk a little bit? Coach Belichick, can you talk a little bit about the uh, similarities between uh, Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers? And, you know, Belichick just sat there and he goes, they both were number 12. And then he, <laughs> that's really what he said? yeah, that's really, really what he said. And he smiled and then he walked away. <laughs> that was the answer. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that's great. See in Green Bay. We're on to Green Bay. We're on to Green Bay. Uh, Bill O'Brien said uh, Friday he expects Arian Foster to play Sunday against Tennessee. Uh, that's if, uh, according to Tanya Ganguly on Twitter, uh, he has a uh, questionable groin, uh, is what Arian Foster is dealing with. Titans defense, uh, among the worst in the league. Obviously, you're playing Foster if he's good to go. If I mean, if he's active uh, in this matchup, Dave. My question to you is, because Houston could run away with this game, because Foster is a little bit dinged up coming into this game, would you consider Alfred Blue as a flex this week if you were playing for an FFPC title? No. At all? If Foster's active, no. I'm that is an unequivocal no. From I'm set, and you don't want to be dealing with, you know, messing around with, like, hoping that Foster doesn't get his full slate of carries and stuff like that. No, you want to have someone in there that's going to play. Don't get cute. Don't get cute. Hopefully you have somebody else. I mean, you cannot be counting on Alfred Blue as your starter. Right. I mean, if you have blue, fine, but hopefully you have somebody else. Yeah, um, and I'm with you uh, on that. Uh, listen, if you get to your FFPC championship or your Football Guys Players Championship, uh, you need to find a different option other than Alfred Blue. I guarantee it's on your roster somewhere. Yeah. It has to be. You've got to have someone. You've got to have someone, and if don't, find someone. What a pisser. You know, just anybody with Alfred Blue, folks. Julius Thomas did not practice today. That makes his third straight practice uh, that he has missed, according to Mike Kliss on Twitter. Uh, he was on the side, did not participate today. Looks like he's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, Jacob Tammy was the guy who started for him at tight end last week, Dave. Did not play 50% of the offensive snaps for the Broncos. Uh, Demarius Thomas, don't know if you've heard of him, he had kind of a big week last week without Julius Thomas there. Three touchdowns last week. I expect more of the same this week for Denver if Julius Thomas doesn't go. And quite frankly, no practice on Friday means no game on Sunday, mm-hmm. which is what we've always said on this show. Now, it hasn't always been true, but I believe it is true in this case. I agree with you 100%. I think that Emmanuel Sands and Demarius Thomas draw a lot of targets, and I think that's the whole offense will run through those guys. I mean, and C.J. Anderson's been playing well, too. Right. Uh, totally true. I would not be playing, if you have uh, the Tammy-Julius Thomas combo, I would not, if you can... <laughs> Find somebody else to play. Hopefully you have somebody else if you have a Gates or a whatever. Okay, so it's it's the Sunday night game this week. Um, then I would just start Gates. What if you – Or, you know, start one of the other Well, they play the Chiefs. What if you have Julius Thomas and Travis Kelsey? Would you bench Kelsey in and play him if JT is out? No, I mean, I start Kelsey, and if Thomas is playing, then I would start Julius Thomas over Kelsey if you have both. I think that's what I meant. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, Tammy's not. A I mean, the th- my concern was Kelsey. Like, if you in an FFPC format where you'd want to flex out one of them, you well, know what I mean? It depends on your. I mean, yeah. Yeah, don't try and dick around with that. And uh, not good options on Monday night with uh, both starting tight ends, both sucking and hurt um, for Miami and New York. Oh, Clay. Clay and Amaro. Uh, yeah. So that's really bad. Get somebody else, people. Um, so Julius Thomas, we don't expect playing. Let's move on and talk about Jarek McKinnon. He said today he will not play uh, in week 13. This according to Matt Vensel on Twitter. Officially listed as doubtful, but uh, it sounds like he is going to sit this one out. He's got a back problem, uh, which stinks for McKinnonometers like myself. Uh, going against a really bad Carolina run defense, and now you have Joe Banyard, Matt Asiata, and Ben Tate uh, going uh, against uh, the Panthers this week. Uh, Tate was active last week, did not play a snap. Asiata was obviously concussed last week. He's expected to be back this week. And Joe Banyard actually eight carries for 45 yards last week. What are you doing in this situation? You just benching all three of them, Dave? Uh, if I had Asiata, I would start him. So Asiata is an RB2 you'd be fine with over Banyard, over Ben Tate. Yeah, Tate's not really a consideration because he's still too new. Banyard, he's not even as good as Asiata, which is pretty much that's rough. So, I mean, Asiata's the guy. I mean, he, you know, he's a great goal linebacker. I mean, no one can take that away from him. I mean, three touchdowns in what, three different games this year? Yeah. If he scores one, he scores three. So, if you start Asiata and he gets a goal line carry in the first quarter, there's going to be two more coming. <laughs> exactly. Um, is there something to be said? We talk about the running back position, the easiest to adjust to coming into the NFL from the NFL. There's something to be said about being easy to adjust to a different offense 
you know, Ben Tate comes from Cleveland, he goes to Minnesota, what do you have to do as a running back? Hit the guy in front of you on a pass, go through the hole on a run. There's not that much. Don't you think Ben Tate could get, you know, eight to ten touches this week and gum it up for Asiata? Absolutely. I mean, it's totally possible. I mean, you just can't – I mean, you can't make that prognostication based on the fact that he had no snaps last week. Right. Unless the coach is coming out saying, oh, Ben Tate's going to get some action. I mean, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. Uh, in no circumstance, I'll tell you this right now, am I playing Joe Banyard, even though he did have eight for 45 last week? Uh, you know, if I'm playing Ben Tate this week, it's probably in a consolation bracket somewhere. It's certainly not for a title game. Yeah, you would, I wouldn't even use him in uh, daily league. Dwayne Allen? Even if he was min salary. You know, find somebody else. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Dwayne Allen remains sidelined today uh, at uh, Colts practice. He's been ruled out for Week 13. This, according to Mike, I don't know if this is Chapel, Chappelle, whatever on Twitter. Chappelle. Um, Fleener, uh, Kobe Fleener is going to play the majority of the snaps against the uh, Redskins. Jack Doyle stepping in as the blocking tight end. Fleener didn't play very well last week, but okay. you're you're still sticking him in as uh, as a, your starting tight end this week, right? Yeah, I mean, given the wasteland that tight end has been this year. Yeah, with Andrew Luck, you just have to plug him in and hope. I mean, I really am surprised that Fleener did so poorly last week. Yeah, I don't. You know, there's just certain games just we can't explain it. Just throw it out. Yeah. You know. I mean, Fleener has struggled in the past. So, I mean, it might just be that he sucks. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's that chance that he's just. The only time he does well is because Luck's just such a great quarterback that he hits him. So yeah. Um, but, yeah, the thing is with Fleener, the, the upside too great. I, I really like him uh, in uh, in this game this week. So if you have him, uh, start him. Another tight end that I don't feel as good about, Jordan Cameron. Uh, listed as questionable, Dave, uh, for this week's game against the Bills. Limited every single day in practice this week. Uh, he might have uh, another sort of baseline to jump over in the NFL concussion protocol that remains to be seen if he does play not a great matchup Josh Gordon out there Isaiah Crowell really stepping up I mean Jordan Cameron is he the third weapon on the Cleveland offense I mean how much fantasy production can you expect from that even if he's active there's a chance he may want to bench him anyway it's at Buffalo it's going to be a low over under um I'm trying to find other options by Cameron even if he's going to even if they're saying, oh, he's going to probably play, I'm not feeling too good about him. You, I think at this point, I mean, this is, you know, a month since we saw him last. And remember, he started off the season hurt, did he not? Yeah, and he's been like a train wreck. I think he's the type of guy that you need to see a minimum of one game of, of him being involved in the offense, at least being targeted, even if he doesn't have a great fantasy yeah. game. You have to see it at least one game before you put him in Absolutely. There. All right, so that's our Jordan Cameron news. Let's move on to all of your tweets and emails. a question for Eric Dave or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at HSFF Hour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at HSFF Hour on Twitter. We talk, we have Twitter, Facebook, all that. We sure do. You know, there's the other social media channel that our audio engineer, not our audio engineer, our producer Rob likes. Oh, Instagram? That's where he gets all of his news. Why yeah. are, why Should we get we an have, HSFFO or Instagram? We need to get on Instagram. I don't... Take I, pictures of us. Well, I'm not active enough on my own Instagram. Well, uh, and then we can make them like black and whites or like alter the colors a little bit like people are wanting. What would you suggest we do? Just like do a pre-show photo? Every yeah, yeah, like, hey, here's us just before the show, man. Hey, right. here's, here's our microphone. Yeah, that's not... Check out our laptops. Really take the listeners behind the curtain. <laughs> you know what's going to happen now. Bal- no. Balky's having a gin and tonic tonight. Zillions of people are going to hear this, and they're going to go sign up for Instagram at HSFFR for the username. And it's oh, yeah, going to be... stealing it, I'm sure. Like, I mean, I don't they're know... hold us hostage for it. Not to rip on football guys, but do you know, you know they moved their YouTube channel. They didn't move it, but they started one way too late. And now it's at footballguys.com, all spelled out, all one word. Oh, yeah, because somebody has football guys, so it's like uh, at, at football guys D O T C O L. Yeah, spelled oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it's it's not good. Don't be late to the party, people. It's pretty awesome that Chris Lambert. Chris Lambert actually owns the YouTube channel YouTube.com yeah. slash NFL slash NFL, which is crazy. Because she had a friend that worked for the NFL and and kind of hooked her up. That's what we put the uh, Rose versus Joe's drafts on yeah. every single year. So if you ever wanted, to, I was actually, you know, it's funny is I I was. Um, on YouTube, and um, 
Oh, I know what. Eh, long story short, a you lot of a lot of my no, no, no. It's I, I'll tell you off air. It's it's very boring for the listeners. Um, Fantasy Sports Network puts my appearances on YouTube, which I wasn't aware. So you can search Eric Balkman on YouTube and see all my great fantasy calls uh, over the past season. <laughs> with like a picture. With a back. picture of me in the background, yeah. Um, but uh, I found uh, that um, oh, I forgot what I was going with this. Maybe I just wanted to tout myself. <laughs> That's how it usually works. I think I must have. Let's just move on. If I remember all. Uh, do you have any? Let's go, okay. Do you have any tweets? Yeah, I have some tweets. Should we get to some tweets? This right, is already Instagram messages. At Tootball. Uh, give me your top five waiver wire guys that could be keepers for next year. I give up a sixth round pick for FAs. Now, he sent that. What, 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 what the hell is he? What does that mean? So he gives it's a keeper league. What is the, so, I don't understand. So the he would give up a sixth round pick for anybody he's signing off the waiver wire. Like right now? Yeah. Now hold on. All right. Now he sent this. Does he have some options? He said yes, he does. Oh, he sent that tweet via Twitterific, <laughs> but the next one he sent via Tweetbot for iOS. Oh. Here are his options. What you, do you What do you use? Uh, I I use either Hootsuite or you know Twitter for iPhone. I use the Twitter app. There you go. For iPhone. <laughs> anyway, his options are here. Rank iPhone five. Me too. Um, he five S. All right. <laughs> All right, sorry. Yes. Uh, 5S. Mine's a regular 5. Okay. <laughs> Here are his options. You rank these guys. I'm writing them down. Charles Sims, mm-hmm. Kristen Michael, Carlos Hyde, Brandon Cooks. Rank those in order that you would want to have them as a keeper for 2015, Dave. And now assume that he does not need the roster spot for making a championship run this year. So this is a, basically a free roster spot that he has. So this... Um do we know how many keepers he like the rest of the? Well, he has to give up a six-round pick next okay. year, and he ha- uh, so I mean. All right, so here's my okay, here's my take. I would say Cooks first. I agree. Michael second. I think no, you, I you disagree. Might, you like Hyde second? Yeah, I like Hyde second. And Hyde third, Sims fourth. Hey, aside from Hyde, yeah, I just I'm, had Hyde and Michael switched. So. I wouldn't even. I for, honestly, I wouldn't even give a six for Sims. And that's what I told him. Yeah. I, I, I even even um, uh, Kristen Michael or Carlos Hyde. I don't know if I would. You know, depending upon what, what is, happens to Gore and Lynch. Make decision? He didn't say it, but I'm assuming right. he's got some time. So right. he might have just needed to do the waiver wire claim now before his waiver wire locks. Right. I don't know. Another tweet, at Marco Freitas. That was a good question. I agree. Thanks a lot, Tootball. Uh, good listener of the show. Pick two and a half point PPR to start this week. Okay? okay. Sammy Watkins, Andre Ellington, Rashad Jennings. And to give you their schedules... Sammy Watkins is at home against Cleveland. Andre Ellington is at Atlanta. And Rashad Jennings faces the mighty Jaguars live from Jacksonville. What do you say, Dave? Half point PPR. He had a bench one. I'm benching Watkins. I think that's what I said, too. I Honestly, I can't remember, but that's what I'm saying now. I, like, I mean, I like, you know, the nice thing about running backs is they have that high floor. So I think that's nice. Yeah, and I mean. Watkins, he's still a rookie, and he could be going up against Hayden. Cleveland, you said? Yeah. I mean, he could suck. I mean, who knows? And look at the matchups that Orton. He's got Orton. Yeah, and look at the matchups that Ellington and Jennings have. They're both very good. I mean, granted, Jacksonville's defense is better than a lot of people think, but uh, even still, Henry Mudo concurs. Nah, there you go. And he's oh, he concurred about Cooks too. But that was sort of a no-brainer, wasn't it? No, that's a brainer. Okay, that was a brainer. (laughs) Uh, Our good friend Josh Radsack from North Dakota, Dave. This is uh, referencing last week's show. Great. Hey, Uh, Rochelle sucked last week. No, he didn't say that. Pretty sure, remember we got in this discussion, I was like, who was that Vikings touchdown vulture that, that stole all the touchdowns for a couple of years? You know, And we could, I couldn't think of it on, Henry Moto is going to appreciate this. Williams? Uh, that's, I suggested Mo Williams, yeah. or somebody suggested it, I'm like, ah, that wasn't it. Fine, No, you know what it is, because oh, I found out three minutes after we went off the air, I went on Pro Football all Reference, right. and I found out. Well, I anyway, so, and Josh Ratzik was right. He guessed it right. Pretty sure you were talking about Leroy Horde. Oh, yeah. Best Leroy Horde quote, quote, you need one yard, I'll get you three. <laughs> you need five yards, I'll get you three. <laughs> sort of like this really show. Did he really say I believe so. That's great. Um, a lot like this show. If if you want some crappy podcast, look, we'll do a little bit better than that. Okay. <laughs> if you want some awesome, entertaining, best podcast ever, it's not going to be that good. Yeah, we'll do our normal. Yeah, mediocre, just sort of like right down the middle, laissez-faire. Turn us on for an hour. Didn't do much work. Lament, lament that you gave an hour to your life. 
I mean, like, get all ticked off Saturday that you wasted it Friday. Sunday, like, eh, you know, it really wasn't that bad. Monday, Our show like, is really good for treadmill walking because it's like you're already wasting time on the treadmill. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I only listen to our show when I've literally exhausted all my other podcasts. See, that's awful. <laughs> that's so terrible, right? But I've listened to some other podcasts, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I mean, I, I, never, I normally never listen to our show unless yeah. I feel like it was a really good one and I wanted to hear something mm-hmm. funny that you said. So I usually have, <laughs> Thanks, to, man. I usually have to skip a lot. Skip a lot <laughs> and of there it is. <laughs> no, but I mean, so that I, I'll listen to it. I'm like, oh, you know, I actually so, sometimes I'll laugh. Yeah. Yeah, there is genuine. I do occasionally. There's information. Yeah, and occasionally there is comedy. Uh, this next one, email Dave. Uh, this next email, Dave, you'll appreciate. He writes, "Hi, Dave and Balky. I'm going to read this in a certain voice for you. Oh, Billy, 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 this is a big one, Billy. I need a win this week to advance to my league playoffs that start next week. I'd like to start Roddy White, but I'm afraid that his injury might cause him to this week." Are you my pal, guys? Would you start Roddy on no practice for $80,000? Give me your answer, then. How about a fresca? Signed, a tremendous slouch, Judge Elihu Smales, Bushwood, Nebraska. Nice. So there you go. Roddy White. You, Judge you, Smales. Who knew Judge Smales played fantasy football, number one? Okay, he's dead, too. Um, no, Ted Knight right. is dead. Judge, Judge Smales, Smales live lives on in eternity. Um, you, wh- you've done better, by the way. I mean, no offense. but I wasn't really... <laughs> like, well, yeah, if, I mean, like, if I would have prepped for it, I yeah. mean, it's holiday weekend, man. Yeah, watch a little caddy show. I would have to. I'm much better then. Anyway, uh, he's got Roddy White. Roddy White didn't practice at all this week. How confident are you playing him against Patrick Peterson, Teron Matthew, Dominique Rogers, Cromartie, uh, and that Arizona secondary at home? They are at home. So assuming he's active, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous actually. It's interesting because I have him on my alpha male team. As my third wide receiver, my fourth, my I only I don't have many wide receivers. Good backs as well. Like that's the good part of my team. Right. I did. I had Calvin and Jeffrey go, so I have a huge lead right now. So my choice, and I'll give you the same kind of question: Roddy White or uh, Ruben Randall? And I'm actually thinking of going towards Randall just because he gets a lot of targets. Yeah, but you know what? He he's always gotten a lot of targets. He doesn't do anything with them. And that's <laughs> the, my problem with Ruben Randall. It's like, yes, you can get the ball thrown to a zillion times, but unless you catch it. What's the who do the who do the Giants play this week? Jacksonville. Oh yeah. Okay, well, hold on. Let's just <laughs> no. I'm gonna seriously. I mean, who's who's the other receiver on that team other than Randall? I mean, Randall's got the best hands. I mean, it's not like the best catch ever in the history of the NFL. Nobody was made by by Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know who that, I don't know who that is. Number one. <laughs> number two. Nobody has hands like Ruben Randall. Least of all anybody on his roster. Um, Another question. I know we're gonna, you're going to get back into this, but yeah. uh, Henry Wood, Dan Heron, or Heron, whatever, yeah. or Roddy White, PPR. I'm rolling out. Oh, I would play Heron at I'd this point. Heron for sure. Yeah. Heron for me, too. Okay. Um, so that the total in that um, Jacksonville Giants game is, is actually 45. Now, that's higher than I, I thought it would be. Um, and then what was the other one? It's uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Arizona. Is oh there it was uh, forty four and a half okay so, so about the same there Atlanta is at home where is that a, is that the Giants the are on the road that's a late game when's when's uh when's the Giants game? Uh, the Giants is that's yeah, that's a one o'clock game and Roddy didn't practice today and they said he's likely to still play when a guy doesn't practice Friday in a playoff game like this I think I might have to throw Ruben Randall in there but I don't know what, who is his other choice there's only four o'clock two four o'clock games this week that's because of Thanksgiving dude okay so let's let's do a quick would you rather Roddy White then alright let's do it Roddy okay so um, who did he say who was other option no he didn't um, I would look to bench Roddy if I okay let's that. no let's do it this way let's say you want to play Roddy so here are your other options would you play Roddy if you had Devontae Adams waiting Yes, for sure. Would you have? Would you play Roddy White if you had? Um, this is assuming that you're hearing news that it's likely he's going to play. Right, um, John Brown. Well, I mean, at that, I, well, because then you got to mess with Fitz. Right. I mean, that that all depends on Fitz and Roddy. Right. That's actually kind of fun. That's a cluster. I wish I had them both. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're both saying we don't think he plays, and if you have a different option in the one o'clock games, you should probably play that option. I th- I mean, I think if you have a good option, yeah. Okay, so you're, maybe you're willing to roll the dice a little bit more than I. Am. I would even throw Reggie Wayne in there, probably. You know, like a guy who's lost a step, kind of sucked last week. A lot of options in that offense. Yeah, but he's yeah. still going to be quarterback to roll too. Yeah. Uh, another quick question uh, from Henry Winter in the chat. Uh, I assume Jordan Cameron or Dan uh, Heron, point and a half 
uh, for uh, tight ends. Let me go with the guy that doesn't have a history of concussions. Um, that's Haran. Yeah, I yeah, thank you. I <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm just looking at when they both they do both play at noon. I can't trust. You can't. Who can you trust if you're in a playoff game? Who can you trust? You gotta trust. So if Cameron's active, you you're, can, you're still gonna play Heron. I guess. I can't trust Cameron, and I can trust that T. Rich sucks. So I'm trusting Dan Heron. So trust not in T. Rich yeah, and start Dan Heron. He's got a body of evidence. He's yeah. terrible. All right, good point. I'm with you. You, you, you change, Well, you didn't change my yeah. mind, but you brought me off the phone. Heron had five catches for 31 yards last week, didn't he? he, had a, he it was up there. I he's don't, actually I don't know you know, he's getting catches, so he's, yeah. he's a you know, multi-talented back. Rick in Kennewick, Washington. What's up, guys? Strange as it may seem, I am still threatening to make the playoffs with not one, not two, but three Jets on my roster. Yikes. Now that Geno, this is a great league, now that Geno is back to run the quote-unquote offense in New York, <laughs> do your feelings on Harvin, Decker, or Amaro change at all from when Vic was the quarterback? That's Rick in Kennewick, Washington. I, to me, they don't. I mean, what, what you see is what you get for, for both of them. This is really a bad week for uh, the Jets, too, because they play the Dolphins. I mean, it's a home game for them, but Dolphins' defense is tough, man. Very, very good. Yeah, Gino not so good. So, I mean, Harvin could produce. I mean, Grant, he can he's, – he's talented enough. It's just that he doesn't snap the ball and throw it to himself. He has to get it thrown to him. You know, but even when – I mean, who was it who said it on Twitter? I can't remember who it was a few weeks ago. It seems like everywhere Harvin's gone, he doesn't just – get involved in the game. They have to his team has to involve him in the game plan. And the Jets it's have not a Tyron's fault. And, no, is that yes, blaming Harvin? Yes. That, 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 that he cannot acclimate to where he was. It's where to where he is. It's why he bounces around. Um and the Jets have a hard enough time stringing together first downs with without trying to get Harvin involved in the game. The bouncer. I mean it, it's frustrating. I mean I think you know, I, I'm starting Decker in a couple of leagues this week, and I'll feel great about it, but it's not like I have a better option. It's my flex. Um, Harvin, I, if, if you drafted him, he's healthy. You're probably going to have to play him. And obviously, Amaro, I think, is doubtful. He's probably not going to go Monday, so I'd look elsewhere Plus there. he's a rookie and he's not that good. And, I, I mean, to answer the question, no. What I think of those three players is not changing um, now that we know Geno Smith is a starting quarterback over Vic. Yeah, hopefully Geno gets better. I hope so, too, man, but... Uh, he seems like a nice young man. Does he? I don't. I don't know him personally, <laughs> like you. I'm not. I'm not on the. Uh, the. You know, did you see the Macklin piece? Macklin's a nice guy. I mean, like his whole upbringing. Yeah. And, you, you, okay. Nice. So here's why I'm going to I hell. I don't usually hey, hold on. Those hold on. Right. Here's why I'm going to hell. You. Um. You're talking about the thing they showed at halftime or yeah, pregame. Yeah. yeah. I muted the TV <laughs> when that came out. <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. You know. And I. I didn't turn it off, so I'm not a complete. Oh, let me guess. Douche, but he came from the inner city and had a rough childhood. Now that's just racist. That's what you were thinking. No, I just it was. It could have been a white guy or a Hispanic or I whoever. I was just saying I liked it. I was just that's fine. I and I muted it. I just I'm sure he's a real nice guy. I'm just puff pieces. I'm just I'm done with. Yeah, I think that screwed me on the Marquise Lee dynasty because I saw the Marquise Lee puff piece. I'm like, oh my god. This when guy, was this? They made it was like ESPN. Wait, hold had on, three hold on. Video. Is there enough dough to puff a Marquise <laughs> Lee puff piece? Ah, I mean, he, you know, he's come from such a tough childhood and all this stuff. Yeah. Made a ton of money playing football at USC. <laughs> I don't think so. Allegedly. Uh, I mean, I think his house was made of cinder blocks. I mean, the guy had a rough. Really? Game. At USC? See, this is no, what's wrong with at, the NCAA. Not at USC. In Compton. We're going to sell your jersey, but you're going to live in a cinder block. I don't really know that it was from Compton, right. like around there. All right, fair enough. Cooks had a tough childhood, too. You know, you're... I'm just... Whatever. It okay. seems like there's a lot of tough childhoods in the NFL, and I, I feel like... How some, was your childhood? You know, I'll tell you what, Dave. My childhood was awesome, and it's probably why I'm not in the NFL right now. Because <laughs> I had everything handed to me. I never had to work for anything. I never had a chip on my shoulder, yeah. like these guys did. Yeah. And they busted their tail... And now I'm hosting a show talking about them <laughs> while they're sipping Cristal in a hot tub with good-looking women. I know. What a bummer. And I have the most beautiful woman in the world in my wife that I get to go home to. So it's all worked out. Don she and, doesn't listen to the show. You never know. Don Parcassi, Parcassi or Parcassi, I'm not sure, uh, Pennsylvania. 
He writes, since you guys are in Green Bay, any feelings as to why Devontae Adams fell off the face of the earth a few weeks ago? We're in Appleton, by the way. And what, yes, we are in Appleton, southwest of Green Bay. And what are the chances he falls out of orbit back into fantasy relevance against the Pats in a shootout? Thanks, fellas. Don and Percassi, Percassi, Pennsylvania. Rob, is it Percassi or Percassi? Don't, but, you know, we need to get Rob with Mike so you stop making fun of him like that on the show. Rob's going to look that up. What do you think about Devontae Adams? I don't have a good reason for it. I know in the Bears game they wanted to exploit the Bears in the tight end game, and that's sort of like where he stopped getting a lot of snaps and targets. But since then, man, I don't know. They put up 50 points against the Eagles. He yeah. caught one one target that game. Yeah, you can't, you, he cannot be trusted to be certain. Is it just because Rodgers is good at finding the open receiver and he'll spray it around? He doesn't lock on to anybody, or, or Nelson and Cobb are so much better. I think. I mean, I think that Nelson and Cobb. You know, Devontae Adams is a talented athlete, but he's still a rookie wide receiver. I mean, you know, Cobb and Jordy, these guys are all pros. I mean, you know, Adams is so far away from me anywhere near where these guys are with experience, running routes, pushing off properly without getting busted. Uh, there's no worries. I mean, Rodgers is not looking for Devontae Adams. I'll say that. He's like the fourth read on every single play, probably behind Lacey. Right. The total on that game is 57 and a half. Are you playing the Devontae? Packers game? Yep. Uh-oh. Dude, that's kind of crazy. I mean, that's, you know, the Patriots have a good defense. They, they're they pretty banged up on defense. Are they? Yeah, they lost a lot of guys throughout the season. Um, not to say what they have there isn't very good. It is a good defense, but it wasn't as good as it was week one. I guess you can say that about all the defenses in the NFL at this point. Total's 57 and a half. Are you playing Devontae Adams? No. Okay. Dear Dawn and Decker, Noah. Decker or Devontae Adams? Decker. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Dear Dawn and Noah. You know what that one is? No. Of course you don't because you haven't been watching season five of The Walking Dead. Oh. Thanks to your show, I made the playoffs in one out of five leagues this year. Boy, that's a testimonial we were going to put on the website. Yeah, which is not too bad. Which is more, <laughs> well, hold on, which is more than one last year. So he made none last year. Listen to our show. You made it more. You have an infinity improvement. I don't blame you guys. Got very unlucky this year with AP, Ray Rice, Calvin, Michael Floyd, Dennis Pitta, and Kyle Rudolph on too many teams. In any event, what's your read on Charles Clay this week? Is he going to play? And are there any good alternatives to pick up on Monday night with Amaro also potentially missing? No matter what anyone says, no matter what you think, you are not safe. Chuck in Cedar City, Utah. That's from Walking Dead. <laughs> Season, it, it, mid-season finale is Sunday. Is it streaming, by the way? Can I watch it on like, you can AMC. watch com? well you can watch some of the episodes on AMC but what does that mean some well because after like three weeks I think they take them off so you can probably watch like the last three episodes I can't watch one you wouldn't be able to watch the season premiere no you can buy it off iTunes though for like two bucks huh, maybe now there you go let's answer his question Not that much. I think Charles Clay plays Monday night even though he's questionable and I, did he practice this week uh, let me look that up Clay. I will look at are you looking it up who wants to vamp here? Am I vamping or are you vamping? Well, I don't, You're looking what, it up, so vamping? I'll vamp. What does vamping mean? Vamping means filling, like filling, filling time. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, I don't know the industry terms. That's fine. You, you and Cecil Lammy can go and spout those off. Yeah, that's a good friend of mine. Nothing but the utmost respect for him. <laughs> Great guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, Deion Sims has been playing very well uh, behind Charles Clay um, so far this uh, the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I If Clay misses and you, you're in a pinch, you can play Sims, I guess. But I would, you know, I don't think it's going to come to that. I think Clay is going to play. So if you have both, I'm playing Clay for sure, and then just start whoever starts. Right, I agree. I agree. What, did, what does it say? What did my vamping get here? <laughs> uh, Charles Clay missed practice. It was held on a Friday's practice, but he's doing better and expects to play Monday night against well, the Jets. Well, we'll have to see what he does tomorrow then. Yeah. Because they'll play, they'll play tomorrow, or they'll Saturday practice tomorrow, practice. Saturday practice, the Monday night game. So I thought he'll be limited. You never know. Because it just figures. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Our good friend Earl in Stoughton, Wisconsin, All Dave. Right. Balkster was really on RG3 this year, and now he might not start another game his career. My nephew said, I'm 100% wrong about that. What do you think? <laughs> Earl in Stoughton, Wisconsin. 100%. You know what's funny? And I'll just say this. I don't want to get off on a whole thing here. But um, what, what day was RG3 benched officially by Gruden? Was that Wednesday? Wednesday morning? I don't recall. Okay. Well, whatever it was. I was busy. It was like breaking news on SportsCenter. They had the, the thing on the left-hand side. I didn't you know, care. The scroll, and it was like, RG3 benched in favor of Colt McCord. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and it was huge. 
And I was thinking about this, like, wow. Them. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, like, wow, RG3 is bench. And then I was thinking about the fantasy implications immediately. I'm like, I don't know if there are any. <laughs> and, like, and so it's it's just so bizarre how, how you know, SportsCenter and ESPN and everything like that report what's going on. And obviously, you know, they have their agenda. We have ours as fantasy owners. But I just, it's just so different how, it, how it's the same sport. And it means totally, two totally different things. That said... From a fantasy standpoint, let's talk about 2014. Colt McCoy taking over. He's thrown to DJX, Garcon, Jordan Reed, Niles Paul, Alfred Morris, everybody. Yeah. What are you doing with those Redskins players as far as their fantasy output goes? To me, it, it doesn't change a whole lot. I might bump up Deshaun Jackson a little bit more, but Pierre Garcon's sort of a forgotten man in that offense. Jordan Reed can't stay healthy. I'm, I'm staying away. Yeah, I mean, it's rough. I mean... That whole offense is just not doing well. So, I mean, you know, Morris is doing all right, but other than that, I'm really concerned. I mean, if I had to start DJX, I would just start him and pray, I guess. But I wouldn't be – I mean, Garcon, I'd probably be trying to try to bench him. Yeah. Same thing with Jordan Reed. I um, I have in my hands right now, Dave, a uh, – A golden ticket? A glass of – A glass of RG3 Kool-Aid. It's tasted really good the last three years. I'm going to pour it out right now. <laughs> For my homie RG3, <laughs> yeah. because he is done in Washington. He is, right? I don't know. Why do you bench what? Robert Griffin at this point when you're playing for nothing this year? He's only going to get better by playing with these guys in this offense. What happened to him? You're, you're this FSU fanboy. Well, oh, my good friend Cecil Lammy brought this up oh, on yeah. the Audible. What, is, what did Cecil have? He said this. He's like, why is Robert Griffin retweeting... All these, you know, like the, the haterade uh, that's on Twitter, people talking smack about him. He, like, retweets it for motivation or whatever. And, and he, you know, Lammy's point was like, maybe, maybe this is demonstrating a, a mental fragility here, that he's paying attention to this. You should be ignoring this. You should not be, um, you, you know, you should be focused on the playbook and, and running the offense and getting better and not on all this meaningless, you know, Twitter trolls. Um, so I think there's something to be said for, maybe not specifically for that, but, yeah, mentally. I think after having such a big season and and then the injury, I think that there's maybe something he can't get over in his mind right now. And I don't know what it's going to take to get over that. Um, you know, but, I get a lot of those tweets, too, like like the haters. Oh, yeah, totally. I see them. <laughs> I, 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 I just ignore them. On my Twitter for iPhone app, I, I have a, 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 a thing hooked up where anytime David, at David Gerzak is mentioned, I, my phone is doo-doo-doo-doo, and, and I get like... <laughs> nice. That David Gerzak sucks. No yeah. particular reason. He just sucks. Pretty much. Hashtag truth. Hashtag Kathy Gerzak. Hashtag real. <laughs> Ask Kathy Gerzak. Hashtag real talk. <laughs> uh, let's get to, do we have one more? Oh. Like, honey, I'll take out the garbage. Okay, so RG3, percentage chance uh, he's on Washington in 2015. What's his contract look like? I don't even know. That's not good. <laughs> I mean, not his contract. I'm saying it's it's not good that I don't know this. I mean, thing. no, I mean, I don't know. I would think he's on the team, right? I just I feel like if, they sign, I mean, well they gonna. they said that he he's part of their long term plans, but again the fact that they're benching him now I just I don't understand how trying to get his psyche back. He's gotten benched a couple of times now, and it's just it's not good. Okay, so he signed a four year deal in 2012. He's making 3.2 million next year, and then he's a free agent. Huh. Maybe they trade him. What are they? What, what who else is better than? I mean, not that he's good. But I'm just, what are they going to do with quarterback? I don't know, man. I mean, Mar- they, they Marcus got they, Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Of course, my. What, what uh, graphic are they going to have? What's the record here? 48? I don't know. I'll, I'll say this: my best friend. They, they could be leading the division in the NFC South probably with their record right now. <laughs> they could be. Um, my best friend ever in history, Cecil Lammy, uh, loves Brett Hundley. So maybe Brett Hundley yeah. is the new quarterback. Of course, he uh, his team lost by three touchdowns against Stanford today. So <laughs> maybe not. Uh, final email we have tonight: Javier and Terrell. <laughs> Congrats, Balky. I was a little bit behind on the podcast and heard you were having a baby girl. That's awesome, dude. I'm not sure if you've decided on a name yet, but if you wanted to be unique and put an HSFF hour spin on it, you could do a lot worse than Magica Cordelia Balkman. Winky face. Well, Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Javier and Terre Haute. I can say without question, we're not naming my daughter after the magic cord. <laughs> unless he has a great final four weeks. Then we'll talk. Nice. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. By the way, I noticed that I was checking out one of Rob Vieira's teams today for a lineup change. He has a team name called... Team name Winky Face. Winky Face. Yeah, pretty awesome, isn't it? Main event, too. That was pretty yep, cool. Yep, that's very cool. How's the team doing? Uh, 
I think it's in the playoffs, actually. I didn't really check that closely. Can't wait to announce that as the FFPC main event winner. <laughs> it's possible. Coming up. I want to thank Butterball, Papa John's FedEx, the FFPC, our producer and mutual friend Rob, audio engineer Bryce. Most importantly, all you listeners, remember to listen for me on Sirius XM 21087 Tuesday at 1230 with Jeff Manns and the Fantasy Alarm. And the Fantasy Sports Network on TV next Friday with Gabe Morrissey on Game Time Decisions. Good luck in your FFPC Football Guys Week championships this week. And the rest this has of been another episode of the Guys Starts Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that is broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week.